I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. It's a good excuse for all three hours today to play the music of Stephanie Mills because today is the NATO day of Stephanie Mills. Today is Stephanie's birthday. She was in the studio with us not long ago. We celebrate today the birthday of the iconic Stephanie Mills. And so all three hours today we'll be playing some of the best of Stephanie Mills as we move through this three-hour program. Um, speaking of brilliant uh, women, uh, I am honored in this hour right now <laughs> to welcome to this program legendary NASA astronaut Eileen uh, Collins, uh, former flight instructor, test pilot, the first woman to pilot the space shuttle, and the first to command a space shuttle mission. She joins us right now for a career conversation as we continue to observe trailblazing women during Women's History Month this March. Uh, Miss Collins, good to have you on. How are you today? I'm great. Hi, Tavis. Uh, thank you for your interest in spaceflight. No, uh, I, I have been interested for quite some time. As a matter of fact, um, last week we uh, celebrated the 90th birthday of uh, Quincy Jones, the great, speaking of great artists. So last week was Q's 90th birthday, and at one point uh, many years ago in my career, um, the, 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 the space shuttle astronauts, as you well know, wake up every morning uh, to a particular song oftentimes. Uh, and on this particular morning, uh, the space shuttle crew woke up to Fly Me to the Moon, the song from Frank Sinatra, produced by Quincy Jones. So Quincy uh, came into my studio, uh, and NASA connected my studio to the space shuttle. And Quincy and I were on the line when the astronauts woke up listening to Fly Me to the Moon. And when I tell you, that that experience gave me goosebumps being connected literally uh, by NASA from this studio in L.A. <laughs> to the space shuttle in outer space as the astronauts woke up was quite quite the thing. So I, I've long had an interest in, in space, but that was just a major moment for me. Well, I can tell you that if you had goosebumps, the astronauts in space had goosebumps also. <laughs> it's, it's a surprise. Yeah. They don't know what song is coming up, and mm-hmm. it's, it's so great to wake up. Sometimes you're a little bit graggy, but yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to wake up. Yeah, it, it was cool because here they are waking up uh, to the person who, you know, you know, who, who did the track. So they're literally on the phone talking to uh, uh, Quincy Jones uh, and yours truly. And I, I love how NASA does it, as you know, I've been an astronaut. Um, they they checked in with me uh, you know every so often and they were doing the time count uh, the, the the countdown to when the conversation was going to begin and I love that line they at the last time they spoke to me they said uh, Tavis Smiley are you ready for the event are you ready for the event yeah and <laughs> and two seconds later they connected us to the space shuttle it was a moment and Quincy was just in here just you know, like a kid in you know in, in in a candy store we both were just giggling and just tickled to be connected to the space shuttle all those miles away as they listened to his composition so it was it was it was, it was quite the moment um what 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 was it like for you being the first woman to pilot the space shuttle the first to command a space shuttle mission well, well first of all it was a real honor and you know as i look back i kind of wonder did i really do that mm. it i was so involved i loved the mission i love space exploration and i love working with the people at nasa and to have a mission you know a goal okay we're going to launch this space shuttle we're going to do you know the the missions are varied you know one time i took up a telescope one time i went to the international space station i've also been to the russian space station mir which has since been deorbited 
But all of our missions were a little bit different. And for the year that you train, you are so focused on making that mission successful. You know, it's almost like playing in a, you know, pick a sport. Mm-hmm. You're really focused. You want to win the big game. But we do that for a year. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's really the teamwork we talk about it all the time, but, you know, just working with a team with people from, you know, all different backgrounds that are bringing their skills into the mission. So, you know, I wrote I wrote a book because it was such sure. a fantastic, the four missions were so fantastic. I wanted to record that to share the excitement with other, mostly with young people, but with everyone. Now that book is called, I'm going to get to it, I promise. The book is called Through the Glass Ceiling to the Stars, the story of the first American woman to command a space mission. It is now out in paperback. Once again, it's called Through the Glass Ceiling to the Stars, the story of the first American woman to command a space mission out now in paperback. Um, what what was it like? I mean, I know you've been asked this question a thousand times, but not by me. Um, the first question I want to ask uh, now is, what's it like training for something so 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 big, so massive, so huge for a year? I assume when you actually get there, that one year spent in training makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, well, what's it like? Well, it's all about focus. Focus, focus, focus. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about how that, you know, in really eliminating distractions and just Working with the crew, you know, saying, I want this mission to be successful. For example, if we lost the telescope that we took up the Chandra X-ray Observatory one time, and we took, you know, I want to say crew exchange on the space station, we took up experiments, you want that to be successful. The other thing, being the first woman, there was, inside NASA, there was no extra pressure because, you know, we we all treat each other equally. Mm -hmm. But from outside of NASA, from the media, I got a lot of requests for interviews. People wanted to know, what's the woman commander like? Mm -hmm. But the reality was, I had to turn down a lot of those interviews because I was training. Mm -hmm. And that's why I talk about focus and trying to, you know, focus on the mission, not like I was trying to promote myself. And uh, so, you know, that was, it was a little bit hard and people were asking, well, why can't we talk to the commander? Well, she's training for the mission. <laughs> so this is why now that my missions are over and I'm retired, I'm doing as much as I can sharing what it's like to be in space and in the importance of space exploration. Yeah. So to your point, I want to follow you then. Uh, what is it like breaking through the glass ceiling to the stars? Well, I have to say the most important thing about it was getting the young women interested in doing something, you know, outside of traditional areas, which, you know, I'm, I'm 100% for traditional jobs. I think, that, you know, we need people doing those. But if you're a young person growing up and you say, you know, I think I want to be an astronaut someday. Well, when I was a kid, I was fourth grade when I decided I wanted to be an astronaut. Mm. There were no women astronauts. Mm. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm just going to be a lady astronaut. I'm going to do that when I grow up. But I think it's important for young people to see that there's role models that are like them and that way, they can start earlier. So, you know, I hope young people in school think, oh, I want to be an astronaut. Study math, study science, look at what the astronauts are doing and try to, you know, you don't have to do exactly what they're doing, but kind of get an idea of the skills that you need to apply to the program someday. So I think when you asked me what was it like being, you know, the first woman commander, I think the opportunity to be a role model is you know, it's a little bit scary, but it's important that, you know, we just be present and that we yeah. be, we don't have to be perfect, but we have to be present. I love that. I, I, every day I walk out of the studio with some line I hold on to. That's the line for the day. 
you ain't got to be perfect, but you got to be present. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love that line. Uh, we are talking uh, with Eileen Collins, the first American woman to command the space mission when we come forward. I want to go back to the fourth grade and figure out how this all happened. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. Let's unpack a bit more with Eileen Collins, the First woman to pilot the space shuttle, the first to command a space shuttle mission. Uh, her book is out in paperback now. It's called Through the Glass Ceiling to the Stars, the story of the first American woman to command a space mission. You mentioned earlier, Eileen Collins, that this all started for you in the fourth grade. Uh, take me back a few years ago and tell me what was happening then that made you decide that you would commit yourself to being a lady astronaut and you actually follow through with it for the rest of your life. Yeah, well, thanks for the question. I remember very well... And sitting in my science class in fourth grade, and we were talking about teachers earlier. I mean, teachers are very important. My uh, teacher, Mrs. Whitmarsh, who I (laughs) remember very well, uh, had us reading an article from Junior Scholastic Magazine. Now, this article was on the Gemini program, which went uh, in the late 1960s. It was a precursor to the Apollo missions to the moon. Mm -hmm. And these Gemini astronauts were, they were pilots, they were test pilots, they were engineers, and I thought, these are the coolest guys I have ever seen. <laughs> I want to be just like them. And, you know, it was kind of funny that I, it, it didn't seem to bother me at, at the time that there weren't any women. I thought, I'm going to be a, a lady astronaut. That's what I'm going to do. But as I got older in high school, I, I started realizing, maybe I can't be an astronaut. What's going on? Why aren't there any women? Mm. But fortunately, in that time frame, NASA, start, NASA selected their first women. That was 1978. Mm-hmm. Uh, six women were selected to the space shuttle program, and that included Sally Ride. Mm-hmm. So they became my role models, and from there I actually started actually working on math, science, engineering, mm. join the military, join the Air Force, become a pilot, become a test pilot. So I just kind of followed through yeah. those role models. Yeah. I never met Sally Ride, but I've been, uh, I'm honored to say that I've been a friend uh, for many years for, for, of Mae Jemison. Uh, was um, just de- delighted just to spend some time with her over the years. Oh, I strapped in, I strapped in Mae Jemison on her launch uh, yeah. back in 1992, <laughs> and it was wonderful. Yep, I was, I was her uh, one of her suit techs. What a great story that you! St- I didn't know that you strapped her in. That's amazing. I, I, one, yep. well, I love that phrase, one of her suit techs. Is that, is that what they're called, suit techs? Yeah, yeah, we uh, well, <laughs> we strap help strap them in before the, uh, and we have to get out of there before they light the uh, rockets. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I strapped her and shut the hatching, and I got you know at least ten miles away. Yeah, you go. The and, uh, launch went off. <laughs> no, as as women uh, in this program, you're our role models. But of course, being an African American woman, Mae Jemison uh, has a unique place uh, in uh, certainly women's history and and Black history. And so uh, I've uh, just been honored over the years to spend time with May. Um, let me let me ask you this. Um, we had a conversation in our last hour uh, with a Princeton professor who made a very powerful point. He has a new book out. We were talking about um, his belief that we in this country have lost our moral ambition on poverty. That's his phrase, that we've lost our moral ambition when it comes to poverty. Have we lost our ambition when it comes to space exploration? When I say we, I'm talking now about we the people because everything seems nowadays to be uh, in the realm of private space exploration. Your take on that. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think we have lost our ambition. I I think some people are not following the program. And I commend you for your interest in space, but not every media personality is interested in space. And so it doesn't get the, I want to say, the highlight that it should. Mm -hmm. But there is a renaissance going on right now in space exploration, both human and robotic. 
so human space. So you asked about the commercial side. Mm-hmm. This is the United States of America. These commercial companies are United States, and whether it's SpaceX or Boeing or Virgin Galactic, I mean, I could go. There's so mm-hmm. many of them. They are part of the mission. They're working with NASA. These are, you know, American astronauts along with our international partners that are launching people into space. We have more diverse crews, and I think this it needs to get highlighted more because it it really is a renaissance and i am i am excited i you know i'm retired now but i follow the news every day i'm still an advisor for nasa and you know it's uh you know once we start the end of next year mm-hmm. we're going to be sending four people to the moon to orbit the moon and then just a year after that we're going to land two astronauts on the moon and there's a little bit of a space race going on right now with China, and I think it's going to be it's going to be getting bigger. And we see Russia joining with China. This is kind of concerning for many people in our yeah. country. And the United States is joining with you know Canada, the Europeans, the Japanese. So we might end up with a little bit of a international space race here in the next couple of years. Yep. That could be good, though. That could be good. Uh, if everybody's competing. With it, the... it makes you try harder. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, we're talking with NASA legend Eileen Collins, um, the first American woman to command the space mission. You're listening to her right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Our remaining moments with Eileen Collins, the, um, the first American woman to command a space mission. Her book uh, is out now in paperback. It's called Through the Glass Ceiling to the Stars, the story of the first American woman to command a space mission uh, as we celebrate Women's History Month in this month of March. You've got about three and a half minutes left, uh, Eileen Collins. L- let, me, let me ask you um, the ways in which since the 70s, uh, or since when you were back in the fourth grade, you've seen women be more embraced, women take more a uh, more active role in the space program. Yes. In fact, I would like to highlight someone from, from your area of the country, Jessica Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, she's currently an astronaut. She uh, did a six-month tour on the space station, uh, just recently came back. Um, she was a is a planetary scientist from the Jet Propulsion Lab, mm-hmm. uh, a black woman, and she is a great role model. She's very sharp. She did a super job on the mission. And, you know, I look how, you know, since the 1970s, how the uh, concept of what is an astronaut has changed. And, you know, being an astronaut is very difficult. I mean, it's not just you have to be sharp, you have to be able to, you know, learn quickly, but you have to have the endurance also. And you have to be able to be cooped up in a little spaceship mm-hmm. with just a couple of people for a long, long period of time. So the selection process is very difficult. But you can see that pe- you know the, astro- uh, the astronaut office is very diverse, and NASA picks people from all around the country from diverse backgrounds because it has really, uh, I mean, the missions have been tremendously mm-hmm. successful. So it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. So thanks for the question. Yes, things really have changed since the 70s, haven't they? (laughs) They have indeed. Uh, I've got about 90 seconds left. Um, I know there can be a long answer to this question, but in 90 seconds, tell me, uh, now that you're retired, Eileen Collins, what you um, most revel in uh, all these years later about the experience you had being the first woman to command a space shuttle mission? Oh, I would like to go back up again one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> I figure, you know, maybe, you know, in a, in a couple of decades, if they want an old lady, I'll go yeah. back up. But real quickly, let me just say, we are tiny little people living on the surface of a sphere, a ball, mm-hmm. the Earth, mm-hmm. with a tiny little atmosphere protecting us. That sphere is spinning 
we're going around the sun. It, you know, what has really changed me is I don't think about, like, the tiny little problems that bother me every day, like yes. who cuts in front of me in traffic or, mm. you know, it's it's really about the big picture in, you know, human life on the planet. And it's, it is so good. I hope more people have the chance to fly in space someday, have that same experience and have that same mindset that really happens to you when you become an astronaut. That's a great. That's a great answer. I didn't know where you were going with that. But that's an amazing answer uh, to that question. So I'm glad I asked. Uh, legendary NASA astronaut Eileen Collins, former flight instructor, test pilot, uh, the first woman to pilot the space shuttle, the first to command a space shuttle mission, and I learned today uh, she was a suit tech for Mae Jemison. So <laughs> she she's she's done it all. Uh, her book is out now in paperback. Her memoir it's called Through the Glass Ceiling to the Stars, the story of the first American woman to command a space mission. Eileen. Collins, we salute you. Thank you for this conversation and thank you for your service.